Welcome back to the conversations where we discover again and again where there's a will, there's a way, and where we learn how entrepreneurs around the world are creating a great life for everyone in the company. Well, welcome to Where There's a Will, There's a Way. And you remember that what we're doing here is helping business owners and leadership teams and ultimately the entire company to get to the place where they are doing only what they love doing with people they love. They, they know they're making a great contribution because they know the connection between what they're doing every day and how that's helping the, the whole organization do what it does best to make the world a better place. We know that and to get everybody placed where they are being compensated appropriately. And finally, that they have plenty of time left over for their their passions and their family. So we're going to be talking today with a great EOS implementer from Philadelphia, the the city of brotherly and sisterly love. Right. (laughs) So welcome, Ben. Indeed. Indeed. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So, Ben, tell us, how did you get into EOS? Well, uh, so I've been an entrepreneur since as long as I can remember, since I was a kid, starting businesses out of my basement and had all kinds of wild ventures back then. But when I really started to grow up in college, I I was part of a a venture, part of a custom apparel company, and it was growing like crazy, you know, all kinds of uh, excitement and commission-only salespeople. So literally getting people on by the (laughs) boatload. Right. And that was one experience where the ideas of traction helped me kind of get a sense of what was actually going on in the business, getting arms around what was happening and so forth. Where the other experience that kind of led me or the next step along the way was so that was super fun, crazy growth. I was brought in to run a company that had been around for quite some time, been around for 19 years prior to me getting there. And uh, it was a slightly different experience. I mean, I had salespeople physically. One tried to punch another a couple of days after me starting. It was a total culture disaster. Um, still making money, but EOS then helped us turn a lot of those pieces around, smooth out both the physical, emotional, and even, I would say, sort of interpersonal political violence, if you will, wow. um, and really get the right people in the right seats so that we were able to scale and grow. And I'm proud to say, has continued to grow even in my absence. So after those two very different experiences, I got the tap on the shoulder from some of my mentors who were helping me with EOS, said, you know, you should probably try doing this given how much you love it. Ah, great. Well, I think that's true for for people who stick around at EOS. It's because they love doing it. Yeah. There's just no yeah. question about that. That's what I find with over and over again. So, so now, so talk to me about uh, a company that has really uh, implemented EOS and has taken such care to make sure that the EOS life is moving throughout the whole company. Yeah, I, 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 there, there are quite a few that I'm thinking of, so it's hard to pick just one. But, but I would say there's probably my first ever client. It's. Uh, Gauge strength training all those years back. So I've been an implementer for about five or so years. And from the beginning, there was a commitment. First of all, just like you said, they were the type of client who you knew were going to be successful because they ate it up. They loved the system. They loved the process. And they were not system and process type people. They just wanted to get better and wanted to learn. So they were able to take to EOS very quickly. 
with that as a framework and when the business began to began to run itself, so to speak, that EOS life first came for the visionary, right? Because the visionary owner was able to make a whole bunch of investments in rental properties and get create passive cash flow, but it also rewarded his team and continued to grow to the point where the team members and some of those original founding members and even new ones have a great job. They love working with what they what they do every day. They get up excited every day. And he helps support them in creating that what is called work-life balance, but I think is probably more so work-life harmony. Uh, so they, they work about as much as they want to, get paid quite well, and they just keep opening new locations. And what's nice about it is, uh, you know, they, they just... They, they, they're they not there just for money. They're there for impact. So they're taking impact personally in their employees and team members' lives, but of course, also in their clients as well. And I, I really appreciate that. So yeah, all, all, all five of the characteristics of an EOS life live very deeply in, at Gage Strength Training. Wow. Wow. And, and, and you know, one of the things that, that I, uh, I enjoy doing when I meet a new CEO Mm-hmm. And, and I ask him, I say, hey, you know, can I ask you a tough question? And they always say yes. And I say, are you working over 40 hours a week? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it's, it's like, uh, well, uh, yeah. I said, well, well, now you've been in business three to five years, right? Yes. Well, you know, you don't have to. <laughs> but if you want to, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah. you don't have to. And do you know, most of the time when I'm talking to CEOs like that, it's never occurred to them that they do, don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Look, frankly, and I'm sure you can relate. A lot of these people say 40 hours. You mean by Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah. it's remarkable. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. It really, really doesn't. Um, I think so many of these CEOs, uh, there's something in their mind that puts off the joy of life not not mm-hmm. that running a business is not joyful but but if that's if it's impacting you know you, if it's it's getting in the way of spending time with your family or your friends or doing the kind of things that you really enjoy doing your other passions then i think that there's a lot of people who who put it off until some event way off in the future like when i retire mm-hmm. or when i finally sell this business or when i go ipo or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and, and when I say to them, you know, you don't have to. And that really catches them because they don't know how to not work over 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was, I was that crazy entrepreneur who, you know, even if you said, well, you don't have to, I would say, well, I don't have to, but I want to win, Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a misunderstanding that people think that he who works the hardest, you know, we, we, we learn it early on, this grind culture, he who works the hardest, who grinds the hardest, get up at 4 a.m., go to sleep at 3 a.m. You know, it, it's silly because ultimately it's about being more effective and efficient as opposed to mm-hmm. just being more, 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 more of the input. So mm-hmm. I, I look at it as a, as a multiplier as opposed to just a, a, a sum of of inputs and outputs. And I, I think it's a shame that so many feel quite literally, if not stuck because they, they realize they can stop, but they think that that would mean that they would be letting up on their growth. And I, in fact, it's quite opposite. Well, can you imagine, can you imagine the owner 
of a football team <laughs> saying, I'm going to win. And he goes out on the field by himself. Yeah, it, it's insane. It's but insane. When they get the right people in the right seat, then they do win. Without but they don't have to be they don't have to be out there themselves. That's what I just find so interesting. In fact, this morning I was talking to a fellow uh who is a bus dealer in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about this EOS life and, and he said, Well, yeah, without EOS, I wouldn't have been able to have my fifty rounds of golf this year. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They've been in it for five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And not to mention, you know, there's nothing wrong with combining work and play. I mean, plenty of deals get done on on the golf course. Oh, yes. But but, yeah, it's it's far beyond just the business application, right? You know, I I heard a great line recently that, that resonates there for a multitude of reasons. You know, what's the difference between entrepreneurs and athletes, high performance athletes? Yeah. Athletes rest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right so so yes. it, it, it's kind of crazy and, and and yet it's real the pull is real people feel this pressure to go 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 without realizing that much like a cartoon character if you're not revving up and you're just kind of going forward those cartoon characters when those legs get going and they're able to be in place for a moment and then shoot forward they go much faster hmm well, I, you know, I, I, there's something something about that that is very interesting because mm-hmm. because the reality is that so much of the culture, like you mentioned, is communicates, especially to men and mm-hmm. and and often to women that that your job is to work hard, mm-hmm. continually work hard. Mm-hmm. That's your job, and if you're not, then you're not going to be successful. Right. Right. And and certainly there's an element of truth there, right? I mean, you, you yeah. should you should work and there there are things that take work, but it's work hard at the right things. Sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. the idea that you're merely going out there, it's not going to do it, right? 10 minutes of super focused practice is going to be much better in this case for your, for your, your guy in upstate for his golf game than taking 100 mindless swings. And it's yes. impossible to be mindful when you're putting in 80 hours a week, 70 hours a week, like so many of those frustrated entrepreneurs we know. Well, and, and you can move that right back into the business too, can't you? That that when you are caught, like one of my clients, mm-hmm. uh, the the CEO who was the son of, of the uh, previous CEO, mm-hmm. said to me, he said, you know, uh, I, I'm now the CEO and... and I remember that I watched my dad and and every every day there were there were like nine people the same nine people every day who lined up outside his office. Mm-hmm. And they were there for for him to tell them what to do next. <laughs> he right. said the, these were people who you know were HR people and accounting people and mm-hmm. sales people and he said you know, I'm great at manufacturing. I've been running the manufacturing part of this 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 company for you know for seven years, and it runs well. Mm-hmm. So I know that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't I don't want this nine people lining up at my desk every day, and I don't I don't know anything about about accounting. 
I don't know anything <laughs> about HR. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about sales. Mm-hmm. And and he and, and and he said, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's so right. So when we built that accountability chart for him and populated it with people who were able to take that that those responsibilities for them and actually make decisions mm-hmm. and then share them with each other at the account at the leadership team level uh, this fellow was freed up to discover what he really loved doing which was R&D mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's now the visionary and just having a ball yeah yeah and and, and there's something to that i think and, you know you're really making me think because there's this pressure that that I think companies and, and leaders find to, that they have to have the answers, that they have to be the ones, that it has to be driven internally. And, you know, much like EOS, and, and I'll say, frankly, very much so when you think about creating growth engines in businesses, right, the sales and marketing engines, the idea that you have to be a great manufacturer and run a great manufacturing business and know Right, the tools of the trade and the tips and the tricks and all the things that are 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 built into any business's operational process, right? And know how to run a great business, and know how to delegate, and know how to structure, and know how to market. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's insane. There's just you would need 15 lifetimes to be able to capture all that. So I just wonder when when you think about the nine people going outside the door, you know, there are really two things. Of course, one is it's a silly framework to begin with because we're trying to create freedom, at least in my experience. Mm-hmm. Number two, you know, we, th- there is a place for outside resources to support the skills internally. You can't go and get this, you know, the fortune 500 C level executive in every single function of a small business. And you probably shouldn't because they might not have the right stuff to do so anyway. So ha- the real question becomes, how do you bring in that know-how and for lack of a better term, hack or access those resources that are not necessarily going to be something that you can hire for every single day. Well, one of the interesting things that that I observed, and it happened to be in this the same company. I've seen it in other companies as well, but it's it's so evident in this particular company. Here, here they are. They're at seventeen million dollars, and their goal is fifty. Now they're they're getting ready to they're closing in on thirty seven million this year, mm-hmm. and and here they are. Starting off at 17 million, and the people around the table and the leadership team were all capable of running a 17 million dollar company. Yeah, along the way, between 17 million and 37, there began to be a limitation for Mm -hmm. the members of the leadership team in each area, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as that became uh, apparent, they Gave each of those leadership team members, uh, uh, you know, uh, some time to show that they could, that they really had the ability to go to the next level. And when they didn't, then they began hiring for people in those areas who had done more than seventeen million. In fact, they had already run their departments in companies that were in excess of fifty million dollars. So they already knew the path; they'd mm-hmm. gone down it before. Mm-hmm. And 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 every one of the members of the leadership team over the past six years has been changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here here is what here is what the owner, who's the visionary, heard from some of the people in the company. 
when the last change happened, one of the people in the department that was affected by, impacted by this said, oh, the company is becoming, is moving from being a family oriented company to being a, a, one of those big corporations. (laughs) And the visionary said to, to me, he said, I am not going to let that happen. (laughs) We are going to continue living this EOS life at all levels. Mm. And we're not going to lose that kind of family sense that we had, but we have to talk about the level of expertise and the ability to manage as we move. And of course, they've, they've, they're changing their goal from 50 million, and now they're arguing whether it's going to be 150 or 250 million by their 10-year target. But mm-hmm. we are growing. Mm-hmm. But we are not growing at the expense of the relationships that we have as a community in this organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, what have you found to be the most significant, exciting, interesting tools that you use with your clients? <laughs> it sounds like picking a favorite child. Uh, so, uh, but, but yeah, I, I would, I would say as, as of late, you know, I, I find, I've been thinking a lot about, about, and I, I've worked with a hundred plus clients at this point. I was thinking about what, what's, what's sort of the interesting reflection. Like I, I took a clarity break and I just was thinking, I actually went through my entire client roster and was taking notes that past and present. And it occurred to me just how much. There were certain tools that were fully utilized, certain tools that were less fully utilized, right? Accountability charts, some of those big ones that tend to kind of be ubiquitous in the EOS world, right? The, the, the big ones, they command a lot of attention. They got a lot of focus on focus day and beyond. And one, one thing that stuck out to me was many of the clients who had been so successful, like Gage, who I spoke to about earlier and, and, and who were able to engineer that EOS life, really understood and had spent the time and brought in resources to figure out their marketing strategy. Because what we do in EOS is we tee up the theory of marketing and we tee up the kind of overall input, imagining like we're building the sandbox that we get to play in. But what they did was they figured out exactly how to build those sandcastles and turn them into concrete right? Or better yet, a concrete as part of an overall machine that just generated them leads and generated them sales and generated amazing experiences. So for me, I would say, broadly speaking, the marketing strategy has been the most thrilling by far and specifically proven processes have been the game changers for those who know how to use it correctly. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about about how to use. Now, you you got four pieces to the marketing strategy. You got your ideal client list, mm-hmm. coming up with the, the demographics and the geographics and the psychographics. So you got your ideal client list, and and then you have your three uniques, mm-hmm. the proven process, how you take how you take that that prospect who's just thinking about working with you and carrying them all the way through to making them a raving fan, and then you got the guarantee. So mm-hmm. tell us about how how that becomes more powerful than just the statement. Yeah, so so it's funny. It's such a passion of mine that it, it actually spawned a, another business whereupon we've been helping clients and, and gratefully many implementers sending us other of their own clients because they've seen 
it's the threading of all those pieces together that makes it work. So what I mean is, you know, when you talk about target market, you have to be really clear about who the persona is that you're going after, not just at a broad target market level, but on a specific, I want to know what they had for breakfast. I want to know what they went to sleep thinking about. I mean, if you can tell me those kinds of details, we can create marketing that's going to be truly resonant. Because all we're doing is taking concepts that they're all already attracted to, attaching to them, and helping set the stage to get the curiosity and interest where we can tell our story. And of course, our story is going to be in the, the following three pieces. The, the three uniques is what sets you apart. That is your, your essentially your value proposition said concisely and consistently throughout. And you, of course, then take that and weave that through a story. You know, if you think about it, Will, the, the earliest humans used what is now still the number one way to convince someone of something. They use pictures and they use stories, right? And that's what our proven process really does. So if you think about it, we're, we're, we're putting together a framework, a narrative, a story of transformation that goes so far beyond what competitors are talking about that it's no longer an equal value to value relationship. Their value is that much higher. They're able to command better prices. They're able to close more deals. And I think most importantly, and also most often forgot, they're able to actually keep good on their on their promise. So those promises are set up, like you said, in the guarantee. Hey, here's what we promise we're going to be able to do. And oh, by the way, here's how we're going to do it. But without that central map to guide the internal processes and without the marketing and the sales materials tying back to that journey and that central map that says this is our central source of truth of what's happening, you're really missing an opportunity to get people aligned, get people interested, and get people fully through over and over again. Wow. Well, that's interesting. So when you say get people fully aligned, does that mm-hmm. mean the customer, the prospect aligned? Well, y- yes and. Right. So essentially what we're doing is the right customer, the true target market customer is being brought through this experience that aligns with what they're trying to do. I would also say it's alignment internally. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I think about your clients as well. You ask, okay, do you have core processes? Yes, we got our processes documented. How often are they really followed by all? Well, we do this, we do that. But is it truly followed by all? Can you say with consistency that these things are happening? Well, uh, for those who are using their proven process correctly, they do actually create that story and they fulfill it. So I would say alignment of the average line worker, whatever business, call it the lowest person in the organization, the summer intern understands why their work contributes to the greater whole and what the expectation is, because it's just continuing down that story. So yeah, I, I would say it's both the external alignment of expectations around what the customer or client is really hoping for beyond just what they offer often came asking for, as well as the team to go and to deliver it again and again. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so talk to me about how that gets turned into a story. Sure. So, so one of my favorite parts that we do in the proven process side of things. So as you can imagine that, you know, this is the primary offering of, of, of this company. Um, it will we'll work with the client and we'll build out the proven process and design. And it's all these wonderful things, but, it's so much more than just pulling the process together and, tell, and telling the overall story. What we found really sets a great proven process apart is in the ability to tell the story within the story. We call those magic moments because our team has been trained by the Disney Institute in order to create these things. And a magic moment is something that happens in the process where if I tell you that little piece, 
it's resonant for the entire process. What do I mean? So for instance, you can say you can go stay at a luxury hotel like the Ritz, right? Well, that sounds great, but I don't know that I want that. I can say you can go stay at a hotel where the customer service is so great that when you ask where something is, they're not going to even point you in the direction because that risks you wasting a minute of your time looking for it. They're going to physically walk you over there and ensure that you don't get lost, right? You're telling the fact that they're going to come get the stuff at the car and that they're going to check you in really respectfully and the room is going to be beautiful and nice and that you're going to get this unbelievable level of service throughout. You're telling that whole story in just a snippet. And more so than I think money clients think, once you figured out roughly what you want to have happen in the process, that's when we got to have a conversation that says, what are those magic moments we can create? How do we get the the you know, the, the, the towel folded into a little crane, right? <laughs> Whatever those things that kind of tell the whole story behind it, that's really where story within the story becomes truly resonant. All right. So when you think about EOS, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the implementers are using the same script, doing mm-hmm. the same training, the mm-hmm. same proven process. Mm-hmm. So are, are there stories that we can use that we all experience? Yeah, I mean, without question. I mean, you know, Will, you you, you have focused so much uh, on your other episodes on the EOS life, right? Those things, those stories, those snippets are, in fact, some of those magic moments I'm discussing just for EOS, right? Mm-hmm. The, the entrepreneur whose, fa- whose family member falls ill, right? And these are true stories and could not have nearly had even close to enough time, let alone golf, but to spend time supporting funding and being present with their family members so that they can get better and they can really be there in their true time of need. That's a story about EOS that goes far beyond the process, right? My, my clients who now have far more wealth and freedom in their life than they did when they first started, those are storyable moments that we all have. And yes, right? It, it, that's kind of my point. The magic is within the execution of the process correctly. So I, I, I would say from a freedom perspective and from an EOS life perspective, that is essentially the story that is baked into those who go through the proven process of EOS. So let me, let me share with you a story and see if mm. this is what you have in mind. Sure. Manufacturing company, Southern California, mm-hmm. about 60 people on the manufacturing line. Mm. Many of them may be high school graduates, but probably not any college. Sure. Many of them uh, Spanish speaking. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, you know, either immigrants or or first first children of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And so, so the uh, the HR woman comes in contact with a young woman who says, you know, my job, what I really love doing is is I love teaching people financial literacy at a very basic level love that yeah and the hr woman says ah could you come in could we hire you to do three three sessions maybe every two weeks do a session for Mm -hmm. three sessions in a row Mm -hmm. for our manufacturing line about 60 people Mm -hmm. And they they come together, you know. They work out a, 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 a negotiate the you know compensation and the plan and put it all together. She comes in, and she does exactly what she said she would do. She teaches these people how to get a bank account. Mm. 
mm. how to use a checking account, mm-hmm. how, how to create a, a, a savings plan, mm-hmm. how to put together a simple budget, mm. how to set goals that they can achieve. Mm-hmm. Not just financial goals, but goals that having some financial plan will help them achieve. Mm. And those people on the line are so, so gracious. They are filled with gratitude to that company for allowing them, encouraging them, supporting them in learning how to take care of their families Hmm. by knowing more about basic financial literacy. Yeah. What, what, What I'm hearing is, I mean, that's just magnificent. What I'm hearing you basically talk about is, you know, I didn't hear you mention the accountability chart. I didn't hear you mention rocks. Those are all things. It's the means to accessing these storyable moments, right? We're talking about not even profits here. We're talking about making the impact on people's lives. By being more efficient as a business, they've now taken people in this country who might not have otherwise had the ability and understanding to save and to use the financial system, one of the major things that makes this country great, right? and take full advantage. I mean, that is, I, I wish that could be spread a hundred thousand times over, right? On a societal level. And they're just already making a drop just from following the process. I mean, mm-hmm. that's terrific, Will. I mean, that's fantastic. Well, when I look at, when I look at where businesses were 20 years ago, mm. when you had people like Greenspan and uh, GE, mm-hmm. Jack Welch, Mm-hmm. As 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 really the the leaders, the uh, you know the the folks who were setting the standards for mm-hmm. other businesses, all mm-hmm. the way down to you know the ten to two hundred and fifty member small businesses, which is the majority of businesses in the country, mm-hmm. and they were saying things like, "Well, the only reason for a business being there is to make money for the shareholders, mm-hmm. whatever it takes," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. And EOS is saying there is a, a, another way, mm-hmm. and they're saying it, and we are saying it to to those ten to two hundred and fifty employee companies, and and we're saying yes, profit is important. Yes, getting a return on a shareholder investment. Yes, it's important. The best way to do that is to pay attention to the relationships, to the community, to what people want and how they want to go about it and to have have great management great bosses all the way down mm. and 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 when we do that we're changing the way that businesses run today without question without question yeah and 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 it 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 changes the way that that people and their families live as well and that's 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 a major story that is a major story. When when you think that we we're not just hoping and dreaming, we know that we're going to have over a hundred thousand companies running on EOS by twenty thirty. Exactly. Which which means very conservatively, there's going to be five million people who are going to be impacted by this, not even counting their families. Yeah. And that's just the beginning. Just as ten thousand, just as ten thousand was seemed insane and was just the beginning. It's just the beginning, truly. Yeah, truly. yeah. 
Well, I think it's a movement. Uh, I mean, I've, I've talked to people about that. Uh, it, you're not just buying a system and implementing it. You, you're, you're part of a movement to mm. change the way that we work with employees in this country, uh, around the world. Yeah. 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 We bleed orange, baby. We bleed orange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so tell us a couple more stories, significant stories from your clients. Well, I mean, I think that anytime someone sells, it's pretty material. You know, I, I had a client, big, big client, hundreds of people in the organization, and they're in a tough business, tough oil lubricants. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, with the, the pressures on that business, which are plenty, they were able to sell. And I spoke recently, you know, I actually had the great privilege. I now work with uh, I worked with the father on the leadership team, and unbeknownst to me, I worked with Junior. I mean, I figured it out as soon as I saw his face and figured the name was too similar. Um, <laughs> but it, but in both cases, they're having such profound, obviously on the elder through the sale, it, it is now able to spend a lot more time playing golf, but also contributing to his community. And the son is so excited just to get things done, right? They're both you can see when it's, I actually had the great privilege of, as you know, bringing my own mother into the EOS world. So I'm a, I'm a pretty, pretty hardcore evangelist. Anytime you're able to see the change that's engineered in people's lives, whether it be from someone who's profiting and gaining freedom from a sale or gaining freedom from the, the act of having a more efficient business or just gaining freedom from contributing and really feeling a deep sense of meaning in their life. When you're able to align purpose with productivity, there's really nothing that can stop. You know, I, I just I think it's so great that in each of those cases, the story is unique and powerful. But when you group those threads together, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think one of the words that you just use is is important. And I I don't know that that there is an explicit place that we talk about it. I guess we do. I guess we do in in core focus. We do mention purpose, cause, or passion. Mm. It, it, at the same time, it's larger than the purpose of the company mm. at the leadership team level. Mm. It's purpose all the way down. Mm. What, why am I here? Yeah. And, 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 and when managers, even at the supervisor level, I mean, when you're, you're dealing with those technical people or the people on the line, when you've got that, that group of people who report to, to you as a supervisor, when you take time to ask them that purpose question, I mean, why are you here? Mm. What are you trying to get out of this? What do you want from this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times have, have those people ever been asked that question? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, 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 and really, if we think about leadership, that that's the whole, that's the whole point, right? Help people understand, do you feel valued in this organization? Do you feel proud to be here? Do you feel like your work has a perfect purpose? Do you feel like your work has an impact? All those things are built into the system, right? I mean, from an employee perspective, take the tool by tool, accountability chart. Do you want to be clear about what you're expected to do so you don't get frustrated? Do you want to have clear priorities for the quarter, your rocks? Do you want to have clear numbers to see things tracking through so that you can get the help before it becomes an issue, right? Do you want to have a clear vision where you're a part of it and you're passionately being listened to and able to raise issues when things are getting in your way so that you can be successful, 
right? Think of the counterpoint there. We're going to hope that you do the best. We're not going to give you the tools. You're not going to have any kind of attachment to it. And then ultimately, we're going to get frustrated with you. You're going to get frustrated with us, and we're going to fire you because it's the wrong place. I mean, if you take that, it's we're putting people in the position to be successful. We're creating shared expectations. We're making sure that anyone at any level can have a true meritocracy. And that is the essence of EOS. So for the employee, in some ways, even more so than the than the owner or the leadership team member, that's where all these things that you hear about frustration and quiet quitting and all these things that where you have a loss of productivity. But frankly, there are people behind that productivity. Yes. When that gets lost, the battle is is already it's it's passed you by. On the right. converse, when you have people who feel valued and are valued and have clear expectations and are able to get all those frustrations that permeate through all these non-EOS companies cleared away so they can be successful, that's the joy. As much as I love when my owners are thrilled, and they are when they sell and when they grow, when they have freedom, it is the continual delegation and elevation at every level, not just the leadership team level, that makes for that success. So the benefits that we're bringing to leadership teams are actually, by design, working their way through the whole organization, clear communication, right? Less meetings and more effective meetings. I mean, it's quite literally as if you read the wish list of a bunch of employees, and there you go. And a a development plan. A clear development plan. Frequent, frequent, frequent feedback checking in to make sure that, that their needs are being met, anything that's working that's not working, recognition for living the values and not just for work being done. I mean, yeah, that yeah. you almost can measure it in smiles. Smiles because <laughs> the owners, because the yeah. profits, smiles because the leadership team, because of the lack of stress, and smiles from the, from the team because of purpose and all those things I just described. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. It's wonderful. We have, we have a, great, uh, a great opportunity, don't we? Yeah, I almost I, I was joking before about bleeding, bleeding orange. I had so many people say, you know, it's like it's like EOS is like, are you part of a cult? Are you part of a cult? Is there Kool-Aid to drink? And, and you know, th- th- my answer is kind of right. I mean, if you look at us and you watch us walk around, those who are living the EOS life and lo- those who are helping others live the EOS life, they, we just can't stop smiling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think I think that there's a sense in which we are. We are participating in a social slash business movement. Mm. Mm. We we are making it. It's not. It's not just a group of individual consultants or even even a, a group of of people working in business who are there to make money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a consolidated, focused effort to change the way that businesses and employees work together at using individual businesses mm-hmm. to make the change. Mm-hmm. And that change is happening. I mean, it, oh, we're, yes. we're, we're in, we're in the, a knowledge economy, right? So if you don't have these things set up, back in the days of the earlier industrial revolution, it didn't matter if the person on the assembly line felt a sense of purpose because they were just moving it on along. But the quality of work and as machine learning and all these trendy buzzwords begin to enter the market even more seriously, those who are not dealing with the human element are doomed to fail. Yeah. Those who are able yeah. to address it are going to thrive. Yeah. And, and, and that works at a national level, a regional level, and a local level all over. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as a passionate 
patriot, I would say, <laughs> although that word now has, I guess, negative <laughs> connotations in many places, I would say as, as a passionate believer in the American dream delivered the right way, yeah. right? What, what could be more noble than a, a story of creating freedom for people, what our country was founded on, as well as, like you said, impacting people's lives, literacy yeah. and finance in, 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 in what's possible. I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. We, we wax poetic, but yeah. th- th- there's something here and, and, and it's beyond just dollars and cents. Yep. Well, it's been great. It's been wonderful, Ben, spending time with you. It's always exciting to talk with you and, and to talk with every one of the implementers of the U.S. because it's, it's not just you and me spouting these things. This is, this is what we would hear from anybody sitting there in that seat. Uh, what, what, yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's it's yeah. what makes it so exciting, what makes it so fun, and makes the hug so big when we all get together. That's right. So, Are you going to be in Denver? Uh, I mean, in, in Detroit I, in November? I will be in Tampa, I believe. Ah, <laughs> back to Florida. I'm back to Florida. That's right. <laughs> all righty. Wonderful. Well, anything that you would like to say to the folks who are listening to this? Yeah, the, the only thing I would add is we live we live in the world of help first. And one thing that I found great pleasure in is just taking a look at people's proven processes and, and marketing setups and just helping, not selling, not pitching, not even taking that into a client engagement, but just sort of saying, hey, have you considered trying this? Mm-hmm. And the only other thing I would add is we are having upcoming contests coming up for the best proven process. So if someone has a proven process they're particularly fond of, ben.berman at eosworldwide.com. Great. Super. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Ben. It's been, it's been great talking with you. Well, awesome as always. Make it a great day. Take care. You have been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Way with Will Christ. If anything resonated with you, you can find tools to help you and your leadership team create a great life for everyone in your company at willchrist.com. Come and join the conversation at willchrist.com.